Hello, hello, <laughs> welcome everybody. Time for the hype train. I was told to go live. There's a hype train. Go. Hype train. Do it. <laughs> he, he sat back down and I went, go live. We're in the middle of the hype train. He's like, okay. I did it. Push the We're button. We're there. <laughs> Done. Welcome, folks. If you thought that there'd be less chaos, those of you who came over from Chaos Pixie, if you thought there'd be less chaos here, you fool. There's so much more. There's six of us here. Six of us. Yeah, Are kidding? Oh, fuck. Um, listen, listen. I on my channel am doing like a workout for subs, like challenge. They're not doing this here. That being said, I am sure we'll think of something if we hit our fit our 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 next sub goal here, which is fifty. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what yet, but um. Pixie will do push-ups. <laughs> Okay, sure. Why not? Um, did you just decide that I'm doing the same fitness test here that I do on my channel? Do I, I mean, have to use bots now? You are still doing the same fitness test. Oh my test god, and, I am still so fucked. And... Do I have to do squats now? <laughs> we'll see. Um, it, it, Keep track, y'all. I'll do it. Well, there okay. we go. So, good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have. Pixie of Chaos Pixie Magic, who needs to adjust her fucking camera, because what? And the other side. Megan, that's, that's Meg. Sorry, I didn't know you were done. Hi, I'm Meg. Um, and I'm playing... I wasn't, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'm playing Saridelander, the Eldrin. Um, what the fuck am I? Clark. And I'm Andrew. I play Grizz, our dwarven monk, Kensai monk. Oh, God. This new shiny, shiny artwork. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kez, and I'm playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Wild Magic Barbarian. And hey, everybody, uh, I'm Mars. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout, who's just happy to be here. <laughs> All right. Now that we, we've really started the chaos off correctly, uh, I know that we do have some announcements. We do. All right. Why don't you kick us off, Pixie? Um, so starting this year, we have we have taken your notes, we have heard your notes, we have loved your notes, and we know that you all like our merch. Um, so starting this year, we are doing one of two things, either on our website or on the newest tiers of our Patreon. We are turning our business. Uh, that is not a fucking link anymore. God damn it. Uh, I'm finding the loot subscription link. There we go. Uh we are turning our uh, our Patreon and our website into Pin of the Month Club. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, what that means is for the lowest tier, $10, it is just the pin every month. What does that do? That basically waves shipping for you. It's awesome. Like, it's it's great. Like, it's cheaper than buying the pin directly from the store, but we get to pick. Um, this month, it is aggressively barred sexual for the first pin ever of the Pin of the Month Club. But why just show you in a pin? Because for the $12 tier, you also get the holographic sticker version, which it big, um, which is very cool. You get both of those things for the for the $12 version. But for the $18 version, you get both of those things and a set of dice that matches the color aesthetic of that month's sticker and pin. So the aggressively barred sexual found family dice. Um, do I have any dice up here of the found family variety? No, but they're all over our website and pictures are everywhere. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a tier that has a dice. There's a tier that has a dice level um, where you get, basically we make a, uh, a set that matches color wise. So like, for instance, you've got like this D20 with this D10, then they kind of 
they 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 uh they fit each other and they fit the colors of the pin and sticker. You have to be subscribed by the 15th of every month to qualify. That means you only have five days to go sign up for this first month. And we have so many pin and sticker designs that we do not know when that particular one will come around again. Also, once they're sold out, they're sold out. Um, some of these we have not been able to reprint yet, and some of these designs are going fast. Um, I fully anticipate this being the... I mean, we've got 30 pin designs. It'll take two years to come back around to your favorite design again. It it'll, be re will. it'll be redesigned by then. It will be redesigned by then, a lot of them. So, we are using yeah. this to clear out a lot of the old stock because I have learned a lot since I started. Yep. And we're doing second variants of a lot of these. So when they're gone, they're gone Yeah. Um, for a lot of these designs. So we are very, very excited about that. Um, I uh, am going to be fixing those commands later to make sure that, that goes out. But please do us a favor, help us keep the dice rolling and the lights on here at the studio by doing that. This year, our goal is to be able to kind of transition into full-time merchant production stuff here um, to keep our team going and playing and to keep all the bills paid through the business. And um, that uh, is the most consistent way we do it. And you all like what you get out of it. So tell your friends, even if you already have those pin designs, Tell your your D and D obsessed friends that is the design this month is the aggressively barred sexual, um, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, maybe a maybe a good sub goal for the rep is uh, me to start doing some resin uh, casting dice. Yes, some, some unique, some like custom uh, specialty custom, dice, custom dice. Yeah, because uh, want to pick. You know, we've talked about picking up sets to do that with. They got to so, get there first. Yeah. So we should we should find a goal for that. But that's what's All going right. on here at Rep. Let's see what else is happening around our table at the moment. So Ride, what have you got going on? Unmute. So, yeah. Um, so me, Meg, um, Mondays and Fridays, I do um, I do makeup. So I get ready for, um, for Monday's D&D show and Friday's Vampire Masquerade. Um, yeah, at six o'clock on Meg underscore up. Um, we did this today. It was a group effort. A lot of, a lot of input was, was had. It was, uh, yeah, it was quite fun. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, I'm spending time in Tamriel and playing ESO and streaming that. So that's for me, but I got something for y'all. Have you heard the good word of Norse Foundry? Norse Foundry. So um, if you go to norsefoundry.com and use the promo code REPRPG, you get 15% off of your order, which is um, no small pickings, let me tell you. They do wonderful metal dice. These are the boulders um, that we got for for PvP League One. And I have my... We still have boulders watermelon. that need to go out. So those are still happening. Oh, God, this camera. Um, those are the opal dice. They work with Elderwood Academy for amazing wooden um, aromatic dice boxes and bolts and trays. Really, really awesome. They do bone dice that are, they do tungsten dice, they do um, metal and gemstone dice. Everything is absolutely beautiful. But if you use our promo code, REPRPG, again, that's 15% off of your order, which is a good chunk of change. So go visit them, show them some love. All right. Oh, yeah. And. <laughs> Uh, also from the internet, our very good friend, Grizz, Andrew, what's going on over at Easy to Spell? That's me, Easy to Spell, every Sunday. Uh, we try for 6 o'clock Central Time. We never hit the mark. Uh, I would say a near equivalent level of chaos. 
uh, to this show, especially judging on the beginning. Um, yeah, Challenge actually, accepted. We are going to raise our chaos level accordingly. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Well, just keep raising the bar until it's just a bunch of people screaming at a camera for half an hour to try to keep it going. Uh, actually, if you were a, were a fan of season one of your guys's PVP league, which I'm guessing at least you guys were, yeah. um, I just unveiled one of the big villains in my campaign. Who's a character you might recognize from team easy to spell. Ooh. That was last, last night in our inaugural episode, we ended with uh, a big villain being revealed. I'm very excited about. He has been tinkered so as to not. I have predictions. Who, who was it? Is it? Was it Vaden? It was Vaden. It was oh my god! I called it. Yes. Fuck oh, yes. Man. I was I ready for it to be Vaden. to kick that man's ass. I yes. swear. Yeah. Oh, I. So I was looking at it, and I actually I tinkered with him because I'm like, I have a bunch of characters that built like fun role play, like experience the world characters, and I'm like, I can't just throw a dude that was built to kill other players. So I had to. He's modified a little bit. He failed with some people like... Uh, Coward. <laughs> Can't just throw a guy who's meant to kill at them like a villain. Uh, no, uh, like just tinkered for not the single round annihilation that some uh, most of the PvP characters, if you drop them into a campaign as an enemy, would do that to a normal composition. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where definitely against like a team... Team will probably win. They're going to lose about half those characters in yeah, the process. Like, I think, yeah, any of those PvP characters, everybody in that league built some monsters. Yeah, absolute monsters. But yeah, I'm excited. That's easy to spell. With it's two wells, it's easy to spell, and we still did it wrong. But I love that tag. That's <laughs> I've got Meg shaking her head, and that's all I need. That's the validation I've got. Awesome. <laughs> And it's not just friends from the internet we have. We also have local friends here in Orlando. Treasure, why don't you tell us what is up with Lance? So some of you guys may enjoy what we do here with swords and stabs and things like that on the tabletop. But there is a group called Lance Orlando Live Action Novelty Combat Entertainment, where, yes, it is live action. It is combat. And it is very entertaining. What we do is everything you typically see here with the swords and staffs, we do them in real life, just short of casting magic spells. Oh, we haven't quite gotten to figure that one out yet. And we do that in various shows. So training season has just opened up. If you're an Orlando local and over the age of 18, you can come out and meet us in the park. I will be putting some of the information on our Discord. So if you are part of the Discord, you'll be able to get into the information to be able to see what we're doing. As far as our film show, we're still waiting on some editing and things like that. But we'll be putting that up on our Patreon so that you can go ahead and see some of what we do as far as film stuff. And if you're interested in seeing us do some stuff, maybe that isn't so fighty, but is a little bit bitey, uh, we are sending a team out to be part of Hogtown in Gainesville. If you guys are interested in Hogtown, it's a long-running medieval fair. We send a team out there to be the Hogtown Gate Guards. These are the guards that stand on top of that 10-foot tower and heckle you as you come in and out of the fair. Yep, that's us. <laughs> I'm on board. Sounds like a good time to me. Uh, so I believe that is everything. Unless, uh, Mars Tauroff, is there anything you would like to add? Nope, I'm, I'm good. Kaz got everything for me. Well, there you go. Sounds good to me. Uh, I think 
if I'm not mistaken, that brings us to time to begin our our D and D adventure. Uh, I don't remember where we left off. Hmm. This will be fun. Let's see if we can do this. We're in the Feywild. Uh, uh, well, that was my question. Had you guys made it that far? No, but no, we, we didn't. didn't. Yeah, we, made we did soon. not. We had just left uh, the Draconopolis. Okay, right, we're we on our it. way back to the Black King's. T- the Black King. Okay, I think we're. We made it back to the dwarves, didn't we? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So our adventure does take place in the lands of Lickdracht. Our heroes are members of the Archivist. They are a group of adventurers that were once employed by the school of the Magnus Exploratorium in Dorian's Dawn. They have forged alliances for the Republic of the Black Gem. They have um, altered fate along their own personal destinies. And they have revived an ancient dwarven lord known as the Black King. And having left uh, the oddest group of detectives and uh, heroes, back in Draconopolis, our, uh, our wonderful archivists now turn their attention to the Feywild. You all have recently returned to the House of Shields, to the domain of the Black King. Can we get a slightly more in-depth recap, by the way? Because we have a lot of people who never saw any of Season 1 who are here new with us who have been trying to catch up. Can we get, like, more details than that? Okay, yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Where where would you like me to start from? From the well, beginning? like for instance, first of what all, is the House of Shields? As you as all, you go into stuff today, please explain it in more depth. Was all my my request. I'm going to need you to do um, the Screebers <laughs> recap, uh, please. Like, because he is he is the Lewis of our of our MCU. Let's just put you really on the spot here. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, if you can give me at least one take, Screamers talk back season one. Screamers recap of season one is a, yeah. is a war cry in the chat now. Um, right. It's like, even as we get to stuff, if you can just go into more depth about what it is and why, and not just the House of Shields, what the fuck's the House of Shields? Like, stuff like that, that's all. We've had requests. I'm just okay. trying to. Okay, no, 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 please, 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 please. Please share the request. This is this is no disappointment in the request, and I'm happy to perform uh, any treat and this, all. Treat this like um, like they're coming in without having seen the prequels of uh, because the 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 middle Star Wars movies came uh, first. So act like that. Uh, um, they explain everything along the way. Uh, you're hoping for, however, Ubel is hoping for Screamers recap. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be its own video. Tristan will do it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have no doubt that he will. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people saw none of season one and are just here now, brand new. So like that is, we just want to make sure they know what's going on. Welcome, my friends. By time, Absolutely, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you guys vamping. Um, <sighs> all right. A picture, if you will. A metropolis, a shining city that 
doesn't sit on a hill that it is the hill. It is the beacon of the Western world. It is the greatest amalgamation of culture, of magic, of science, of art. It is the city of dragons. It is a place where usually the solitary um, draconic kings, the ancient worms, have gathered. Gathered in a way that they hadn't done since an age of madness, an age of demons. In this city lies citizens of many walks, from the true worms, dragon lords themselves, to their draconic kin, to the half-dragons, to the dragonborn, to those that see beyond merely the presence of the prime material world into the draconic ether, to the multiverse that lies beyond. And in the midst of all of these infinite possibilities, atop a roof, a roof high into the sky, a tower that would rival any human skyscraper of our modern world, a skyscraper built for 20-foot-tall flying worms. Atop that tower, where the air is thin and the clouds threaten to gather, stand a group of unlikely heroes waiting as the sun sets just behind them. There, First among them, you see Brenton, a personal dragon assistant turned wounded coffee addict, turned uh, factotum, chronicler, busy scribbling down the words as they pass between two other draconic brethren. One, a brass dragon, his head broadly brimmed, the scales don't quite shimmer the way a gold dragon's might, but their muted luster still gleams in the setting sun. He snakes his head down, all the lower. Arimadak. Part of his draconic name. Dragons are known for having very long names. The longer the dragon, the older the dragon, the longer the name. And as he snakes his head down, he nudges about the arcane sigils that have been painstakingly etched into the top of this tower. 
What was that name that you had said? Some dragon name, was it? La. And he looks to his even smaller compatriot, a kobold. Deep red scales, more rouge than crimson, whose Fu Manchu has been shaved tight and yet threatens to stubble its way back out. Ancient by cobalt terms and uh, old by many others. He replies, LARASHIN! Right. And where did you say you had found this? Ah, it's a long time ago. But that's where our adventures began. Back then they weren't called archivists. They were just people. And they were dumb. But I was with them. I, Screamers, undeclared of the Magnus Exploratorium. Too young to be settled down. We had gone to a place of mesas. It's like a desert with a bunch of rocks. And then they figured out, oh, it's not just rocks. Like those are buildings. I was like, duh. So we went inside the one at the middle of all the stuff. And that was La Rochelle's tower. A singular talent of his generation. I like that name. I feel I shall have to steal it someday. I mean, if you want, everybody else makes fun of it, but okay. You do you. Anyway. On the way there, they ran into uh, to a spelljack. I don't understand. What do you mean a spelljack? Well, you see, on the other side of the mountains, they have these people. They call them avatars. Players of the great game, they say. They're the ones that kick the dragons out of the area. Really? We were always taught that it was some... <laughs> dragon exodus to preserve the... safety of our... Yeah, I mean, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. But, um, the Spelljack, they all have a the in the title. It's really kind of weird, but it works out. Anyway, so that's where we met the Spelljack, and that's where we found out dragons aren't around. They didn't figure it out yet. So we went back to school, and then we raised a bunch of money. And then this one guy, Wyatt, was like, we gotta go to the forge! And we're like, all right, what's at the forge? It's like, well, that's where the arms of the Faded come from. He said he didn't know that, but I did. But I didn't want to tell him. It's a ruin of surprise. So we're like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. We'll go if you pay us. And they were like, all right, that's reasonable. But if any of us die, you don't get paid as much. And we were like, well, yeah, that's reasonable, too. So we found out one of the professors 
wanting to bring dragons back to the east and make them parlayers in the great game. An adamantine scale. This actually was supposed to be like a really big overarching idea, but people just kind of ignored it and things kept happening. So we left school. We headed out west. We went to Four Point Farms. And at the Four Point Farms, they were getting attacks. You know what a Kruthnik is? Um, I'm pretty sure that's some sort of soul-devouring vampire killer of Croatian mythology. You're right! That's because you put the N in the word. It's actually Kruthnik. So, those are interdimensional ants. Interdimensional, you say? Yep, crossing planes. Anyway... There was this laboratory of biomancers underneath Four Point Farms. That's why the farms were so good. They were so good because all the biomancer like runoff was super fertilizer. But it also attracted Kruthics. They smell like vinegar. That's their blood. It's weird. Anyway, we found somebody that used to run biomancer land and we reinstalled him and... It was okay. So we kept going this way, west. And then we had this whole thing about trying to get Olarun's sword. I'm sorry, who is this Olarun you speak of? I, I haven't heard this name before. Yeah, he, he left, but I haven't gotten that far yet. You're skipping ahead. Stop it. I apologize. I'm just trying to make sense of what has clearly been a multi-year adventure. It has. Like a good 18 months, in fact. In-world. Longer out. But that's okay. We don't need to address that. Anyway, to get the sword, Dawnbringer, one of the arms of the Faded, we had to rob Velxer, who is this um, beholder who dreamt an entire mountain into the world. And he just wanted a family. He just wanted to dream of a Beholder family. Except Beholders don't really get along. So I guess he kept dreaming them up and then killing them. Which is something people don't really think about. Or he would, you know, capture people and then make them into Beholder-like things. It's really, uh, really kind of messed up. So you robbed him? Kinda. I mean, half of us did. The other half, uh, beat him in poker. I'm sorry. Poker, you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, uh, it's a card game. Card game of chance. Oh. Um. Like a specific type of poker? Yeah, strip poker. I'm sorry, the beholder was dressed. Yeah, he wore rings. On his eye stalks. Magic ones. That would have just killed people. Like, it's actually really bad. Like, it's rough. Anyway, we won. Treasure won. She got a key. We gave it to Apple the Awful, who's also parlayer in the great game. And he's trying to, you know, get a bunch of keys. Oh, what, is, what does he want the keys for? Uh, there's this place called the Abyss. There's another player that I want to release. I don't know, like, it's really a lot. Oh, this is all a bit confusing. I know, I know, I know. But we're going to get where you guys are at. Just a minute. So we kept going west. We crossed over the mountains. And there, we were in the Axe Lord's domain. 
we dug through there. We fought this, um, wizard up here that eats dragon eggs. Fucking Bahir. I know! Really messed up! Don't like it. Anyway, the dwarves live there. Oh. Oh, the Axlaws, do we? Yeah! I think... I think we may have exterminated them some years ago. Yeah! Well, you missed a few, luckily. We were able to, you know, put them back into power. Well, not the Axe Lord. Uh, not the House of Shield, either. Um, this other guy called the Black King. Oh. The Black King, you say? Yeah. And he didn't devour your soul? No. Wait. Screamers checks for a moment. No, soul's still here. Soul's intact. A-okay. I fear our propaganda about the Black King may have been overstated. Yeah, probably. He did devour the soul of one of his, you know, subjects. So, it's kind of a mixed bag. Anyway, we made a deal that we were going to fix his whole kingdom. So we started making alliances, and then we went to Cardian to find something to protect them from you guys. Wait, from us? Yeah, dragons. Well, I don't think any of us are really that interested in fighting some dwarves we didn't really know existed. I know, but, you know, it's about perspective. But we have so many other problems here, I mean... We've got the Dragon First movement and the, the Prince of Fang and Claw. Yeah, 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 but, you know, when you're telling a story, you're always the main character. Like, it's always centered on you. So... So you thought we were just going to attack? Yeah. At any minute? Yeah. But we didn't. No. So what happened next? Well, we started getting... You know what? I'm going to skip that part. You don't need to know that part. That's the important for the audience. So we gathered some pieces for the staff of Gyron that protects the kingdom of the Black King from potential dragon assault. And then, in pursuit of another piece of the staff, we were directed to the city of Draconopolis. And that's where I got my food cart. And it is awesome. It's like a Mad Max metal-style big rolling cart with a bunch of skewers of beef sticking out of it. I think I've seen this cart. It's a good cart. Anyway, stuff happened. Namely, our heroes uh, traveling to a Sky Giant's castle, now inhabited by a politically and... Um, financially powerful ancient worm who had been replaced by something far more nefarious. And rather than confront the party head-on, it opted to destroy the castle, sending it plummeting down at Draconopolis below. In an effort to save them, dragons, small folk, all of these people gathered together, and our heroes were able to teleport a large portion of the castle into the elemental plane of air. 
where one of their members, Sorak, a Eric Cochran, was reunited with his people. Unfortunately, Screepers can't tell any of that to his dragon friend because, you know, kind of implicates them in destroying a large portion of the city. And he's smart, so he skips over it. And then the tower fell, and now I'm here with you. And your friends. Oh, right. They returned to the Black King, and they're getting ready to go into the Feywild. The near plane of wild magic and vibrant life. Um, I don't know how to tell you this, but currently the Feywild is being devoured by something called the Choking Sands. Yeah, some people let it out of jail 80 or so years ago. And, um, it's just slowly devouring that whole plane. But wouldn't that have dire circumstances for the state of magic, both in the prime material and near and far planes? Yeah! You think we should fix that? Nah, they got it! We got dragon shit to do here! Right. Um, well, I've scribed the last rune. Yeah, 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 no, I did my stuff a long time ago. All right, well, um, Benedict, are you ready? He turns his attention to a badger sitting in the center of the, um, arcane circle, the runes etched across all of it, to which the badger nods. A few incanted words and a gleaming light of magical energy pours over the roof of this tower, just as the final ray of sun sets past the horizon. And on that ray, on that little bit of light, an awakening spark trips in the mind of the previously rather mundane badger giant though he may be and as the arcane lights of Draconopolis begin to illuminate down below the confused Benedict shakes his head Screavers I think it is time we patrol this city in case there are Nefarious dragon first types around. I promised Grizz I would look after you. I know. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here too, Benedict. Who said that? I did. Marty, the little bunny rabbit that people forgot. I have plans for this city. I have plans for us all. You are very freaky for a rabbit. I am. When you're small, you must be intimidating in other ways. 
Do you think this was a good recap? I think we actually left out far too much. But for now, let us turn our attention back to the Black King and see what the members of the Archivist are doing at this moment. No, fuck that. Let's stay here. This is the show now. I'll yeah, take over. That's... I want to be that rabbit. I want to be a rabbit warlock. Okay? Let's oh, go. Man. Oh, man. <sighs> I hope that explained literally can some, anything. Can we get some hype and chat for Cody motherfucking Stone, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, please. Thank you, guys. Thank oh, you so, my. So of course. Oh, cool. oh, man. <laughs> Um, oh. I, I, I love you guys. I will do my best to explain anything perfect. and everything. <laughs> if you have questions along the way, um, please, please, please ask. And I will, I will try to explain things. Um, the domain of the black King is he's an exile from the Eastern side, like the land of dragons, literally divided by a, um, massive mountain range, which the black King now calls home. And our heroes, the Archivists, have been really helping to rebuild that and protect it. Um, and that's led them on some wild adventures. But as they've been going, the state of the Wild has collapsed further. And now is the time for them to turn their attention in that direction. Um, so, we'll say that you guys have made it back to the House of Shields, the one of the four um, kingdoms under the Black King's domain. Uh, I think some of you had some magic items to pick up, to collect. And we should probably describe ourselves. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. so, so you guys are probably going about that in the early portion of the morning, but you are preparing to regroup for your expedition in uh, one of the Black King's sort of military ready rooms, let's say. Um, one of the great halls in which they would plan other ventures. Um, you all are, are each entering in, at your own time. Uh, who would like to, when you come in, tell us who you are, what you look like, and any preparations that you've done for your journey into the Feywild. Um, so Ride's getting in first. Okay. So she's, um, she's an Eldrin, which is a very specifically weird type of, um, high elf. She's very long, like blood elf pointed ears. Um, she's in summer right now. So she's, uh, her skin is very tan. Um, her hair is, is gold and falls, falls down her back. She's wearing armor now. So she has, uh, a golden chest plate. Um, I, oh no, it's not, it's silver cause it's adamantium. And, um, it's sort of over a skirt and like Wonder Woman greaves that have a wedge cause of course they do. And, um, she has this giant, um, like a spear, uh, the, it's a quarter staff, but the the tip of it looks like um, a, a spindle on a spinning wheel, um, with with coiled thread around it, and yeah, that's it. 
and um, specific preparations that Saride has made for your journey into the Feywild. The last time you guys teleported into the Feywild, it was um, Dune Arrakis levels of desert, as far as the eye could see. You know that there is one remaining stronghold of the vibrancy the Feywild once held. It is in the Winter Court. Um, you also, you know that there are, is at least, you, you killed a purple worm last time you were there, and your research has told you that um, undead and mummies uh, seem to be the soldiers of the sand. Right. The, the instruments of the, of the choking sand. And that when they die, they just make more sand. Yes. Yep. Which is just so infuriatingly cool. Um, I don't think so. She has the cube that lets us travel. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, that, that is fine. Um, do we, we probably should get like water. That, that may be a very good. She's, she's going to stop by the store and get some water real quick. And possibly some like ventilator masks. Because sand. Is that, yeah. Is that a thing that exists or do we have to create it? Um, I've done it before. Yeah, but that took time before. That's my. Spare, we don't have time now. There, uh, there is a magic item. Uh, I'll say you know this because of the city that you're in. Dwarves are well-versed in, in magic items. Um, there's something called a necklace of adaptation um, that would solve all breathing problems ever, anytime, anywhere. Um, but you can get a... Um, I'm going to say like a uh, like a Zelda, like a, a chic scarf to kind of put up over your face um, to protect you. The dwarves have some of them... Um, for when they get close to volcanic ash, um, when they go okay. when mining and, and traveling through the through the deeps, um, it it is not magical. It's just slightly practical. It's um, it keeps you from from fully Rick O'Connelling uh, just a big mouthful of sand out. Heard okay. Um. Scarves for everybody. But the and option for one of us to be Rick O'Connell exists. And therefore, I feel like uh, I have to change outfits. I, I, have, I have a dynamic to claim. I, I feel mm-hmm. like if... Um, I feel like it's very much like Batman, right? If you have the, the chance. If you've had the chance to be the party himbo. Or in Fable's case, the party herbo. She will be. She can get strong suddenly. No, she won't. Like, cause fame, cause, cause we know that treasure is smart. Treasure is accidentally historically smart. So I don't even know that she could like fable dumb, y'all. She's a charisma caster. Um, is there an opportunity to get a jar of endless water? Uh, yes, potentially. Save us some time and money. Okay. Um, let's see what the rarity of that is. 
Alchemy jug. I'm guessing that's what you're looking for. I or think so. Yeah. Either an whatever. alchemy jug or a decanter of endless water. Decanter. Either one would. Whatever, Whatever that one they kept into. making mayonnaise out of. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, the a, that's the alchemy jug. Okay. Yeah, the, the alchemy jug feels, for but story reasons, better because whiskey. We don't need whiskey, we need water. At some point, we may need What's whiskey. What's the difference? I don't know, we're going to sing out there. <laughs> Beer, I, just... Um, ye, roll me a percentile, Meg. Also, Cody, when you get the chance, if you can update the overlay for the, the players that are currently in, if you remember how to do that on Twitch. If not, I can try to log in and do it. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no Thank problem. Thank you. Deathward, you can't redeem Deathward. Oh, oh, Deathward has been redeemed for Screebers. Oh yeah. I there redeemed haste earlier. I for forgot all to, of us. I forgot to mention that it was for Benedict. Ah. Oh, that's fair. Okay, we're just all of those go to okay, all channel points that are redeemed in chat go toward the party that we're not actually with. Yeah. Just, we're gonna come back to that when we have the one shot of all of the unlikely companions. <laughs> All right. Um, what did you roll, Meg? 28. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just needed over a 20. So you can um, get a decanter of endless water. How much is it? It is going to be 700 gold pieces. Oh, sh- got it. Okay. Excellent. That's bug money, baby. That's right. Pop out. Larvae. Uh, that's right. Grizz and Fable. There we go. Okay. Should be updated and correct. I think. Save, and then I think if we refresh, then it will be correct. Yeah. But... Um. <sighs> nope. Narvi is still in there for some reason. Nope, there. We're good now. Got it. Okay. Um, sounds good. Who who enters next? Probably be Grizz, falling close behind Sarai. Um okay. Grizz is a dwarven monk. Um, he currently has a, a sleeveless vest with the kind of high chef's collar buttoned down the front. Um leggings he has it's almost like a loincloth but it's like the bottom half of an apron like a narrow waiter's apron that has cooking utensils poking out of the different pockets um kind of where his belt buckle is there's a sheath for a a chef's knife that always sits there um hanging from his belt on the side he has two battle axes um one is bright blue with green, almost like Zephyr swirls, like how when you draw wind. The other black with jagged red cracks that look like thorny vines. Um, on his side, and he has matching tattoos. The left arm uh, with the red cracked thorny look and the other with the green and blue swirling tattoo that go up just above his elbow onto his upper arm. He is clean shaven, uh, a little bit of stubble showing on his head, but no stubble, perfectly smooth on his kind of sun-weathered face. Uh, And in preparation, he uh, immediately goes and starts just stocking up on food. Uh, 
just probably buying a large backpack exclusively for just cured meats and seasonings and spices, things like that. Getting the, the really important stuff for any any expedition where you don't know what there's going to be to eat. Okay. Grizz makes his way in uh, to the large stone room. Table centered. It is hewn and worked granite uh, etched with a dwarven runes all across the um, the edges of it, the trim. Um, Sarai, do you do you acknowledge him or <laughs> no? no. Yeah. I look right I over his shiny me. bald head. That's kind of fucking rude, but I'm not saying I don't deserve it. Shut the fuck oh. up, you. Do you don't have Benedict anymore? Oh, right. Right. The new Benedict. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody loves a replace Benedict. No, Please. of course not. Um, how are you doing? Doing all right. Uh, as right as I can be, preparing to stride into a choking sands desert to fight whatever the hell it is but it's just it's been a it's been a few days of yeah it's been a fucking week that's <laughs> putting it lightly yeah um it's good lots happened but feel good like, about what, what what we're doing i feel like you've gotten the worst of everything that's I, happened though I lost a beard, gained two axes. Um, I think really it's happened this last week. It's done more than it's just past catching up, finally having a moment to really reflect on things. Doing all right. It's uh, doing good for a whole group of people. That feels like it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. How are you doing? That's. This is, you know, big for you. I'm focused. Don't hesitate to ask if you need anything. Oh, I won't. <laughs> no uh, misconceptions about my uh, strength. <laughs> I can't do this by myself. I know that. And I'm very thankful that everyone agreed to, to come here. I know that things back at Draconopolis were bad too. Well, I feel like we left that in capable hands. A pause. Yeah, absolutely. Combination of <laughs> at least until we get back. But yeah. yeah. Your people balance uh, you know the world's magic itself. Yeah. A little bit more pressing, I think, than political uprising. Thanks so much. Just hoping the crew we left behind is going to be able to keep it from turning into a full shit storm before we I go back. Fully expect when we. But you muted yourself. You, you seem to have been hit with a silent I spell. I did. I did mute myself. Um, I fully expect when we get back that Screamers will be king of the dragons. Yeah, it's not unlikely actually. I wouldn't mm. put that past him. Or they're all working for him in yeah. some capacity. Yeah. That's a whole, six, sl- whole I'll put slew in the argument. on it. How's that? Yeah, can I borrow 60 gold? No! 
you're just offering up to lose because I've got <laughs> nothing to play with. Unless <laughs> you can make change. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out just one of the gems he got at the, the shifting market. Were they normal gems? Yeah, they're worth 750 each. They're aqua, aquamarine <laughs> and jet Whoa. that match the axes at his hip. Whoa. Oh my God, they come with special gems. Yeah, they, that's it. I'm not sure if they're supposed to go on it. I kind of expected them to eat them, like you're supposed to feed the axes, but... Do they eat things? No fucking teeth, but no, it's, as far as I know, they just hit things really hard. Oh, I mean, actually, I don't, actually, I don't know how hard it, I've never had a chance to use them since we got them. This is going to be fun. All right. Is, I'm realizing now that we're going into deal with a huge issue with what I'm going to call experimental weaponry. Because, mm-hmm. again, magical items have been told they're powerful, and I've got no fucking idea. That tracks for us, though. So yeah, it's kind of just on the same beat. Very on brand. Are the rest yeah. meeting us here? I hope so. I told them to. Yeah, yeah. At this point, Treasure comes through the door with this bag, and she's like, Saride, are there bugs that we got to worry about? I was looking at bug repellent. I was looking at a compass and I figured that'd be a terrible idea because it is the Feywild. I think it's going to start pointing us at wild shit. That being said, Treasure is like this six foot beefling, for lack of a better term. She's about 300 pounds of gold tiefling with ram horns, long hair that she's pulled up into a ponytail at this point because she figures that going out into sandstorms, that's going to be great. Thankfully, she actually is from the desert, so she's already got her little scarf expecting to go out into sandstorms and things like that. Uh, She's actually ditched to the parka that she's had to wear out here for God knows how long. Absolutely hates the cold weather. Instead, running around in her chainmail bikini, for lack of a better term, essentially, and has a massive axe strapped to her back along with a bag of various things she's picked up, mostly mundane stuff, extra water skin, extra rations, things that she's pretty sure we're going to need out in a desert, just like her old desert home. I don't know about any bugs. They're giant worms, but I, I don't know. Bugs don't seem out of the ordinary. I mean, it's just bug spray. Bug- I mean, if bug spray will keep giant worms away it seems like a worthy investment i mean who knows i've personally never been to the feywild i know a couple of you guys poked your head in it you said it was full of sand now i've definitely been in the desert and we've had problems with tarantulas and scorpions however this is feywild potential tarantulas and scorpions so i think we're going to need a lot more than this and she holds up this little thing of incense bug <laughs> bug incense <laughs> maybe yeah, the worst thing that happens is we don't use it because there's no bugs, which would be nice. Uh, and the compass, I don't know how that's going to do out there. Eh. Could be fun. You're, you could certainly try. That's what I figured. I figured we're probably going to have an easier time just letting... Talroth and Grizz help us track as opposed to trying to follow this. Mm. Tracking in the Feywild is sort of like cooking with garlic. You measure that shit with your heart. I don't cook, but I'll take your word for it. 
No, she's right. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> Where is uh, Taro? Hey. Oh, oh, go. Yeah. Isn't it your day to watch him? Uh, yeah, but he was out picking up maps and stuff last I heard, or at least trying to get something. I don't know how accurate any of it is going to be at this point. Somebody jump in, or 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 I'm jumping you guys into a worm fight. <laughs> worm fight. Oh, All right. Um. Well, let's see. Yeah, Tyrell probably would have been looking up for some different maps and stuff for the Feywild, especially if he has no idea what that place looks like. Uh, and as for how he looks, at least right now, his armor just. Very plain looking, very nondescript, just simple studded leather. But even underneath some of the patchwork sleeves, you can see some finer clothing underneath that he liberated off of the corpse of a half elf that he didn't care for much. <clears throat> Star song. <clears throat> but also a long kind of chestnut brown hair with a a streak of white in it and some gold ribbon just mixed into the braid that he has just kind of wrapped and just kind of resting around his neck. Also his very nice looking double bladed scimitar just strapped to his back and yeah, just kind of getting some basic supplies he would need for cartography and stuff, but also paying a visit to a jewelry shop that he had asked about getting a particular, uh, particular necklace made and also trying to see if he could find out what shop it was that was able to make these tankards aplenty. Yeah, absolutely. So your jewelry is ready, um, the piece that you had requested. Uh, the tankards aplenty, some, you are pointed to some of the taverns within uh, the House of Shields. So, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're looking for one, roll me a percentile. That's a 49. Yeah, you're good. You find one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, runs you about 125 gold pieces. All right. And since we left Draconopolis so quickly, I technically still have the bag of holding with all the artwork in it. So yeah, I probably got to sell some of that off and use some of that to pick up. If I can get two tankards, that'd be perfect. Sure. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, once I get that, I'll probably find, I'll probably uh, try to track down where Treasure and everyone else is and, yeah, meet up with them. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Taroth comes making his way into into the room. Um, you see the rest of your party sort of gathered up here, except for... Waking up with a start at hearing their noise, she is, sits up from this bench at the table where she's fallen asleep, you can see notes on the flesh, gathering up notes and stories and the twang of the, the lute as it falls, or is it sitar, right? It's the sitar? Yeah, the twang of the one, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, as uh, she has clearly fallen asleep, uh, 
here in the in the mess hall or wherever we have gathered, I imagine we've gathered in the great hall for like breakfast of some kind and she fell asleep on a fucking bench. Um, you can see, you can catch glimpses of the notes that she has been taking of um, anything from like stories of the Black King like she was taking before they left last time to anyone who'd heard anything about the Feywild. She's just like got pages of notes and like songs she's starting to write and she'd been distracting herself with stories and, and music and, and she seemed a little bit off since they went to the fair in the first place since they passed through that horror escape in the first place and they saw their reflection. She hasn't talked to anybody about it, um, but she is she's she's seemed a little shaken and insomniac-ish. So this is par for the course, her waking up in weird places for you guys. I imagine it's not surprising anymore. Um, but she has um, she is made of ice uh, and uh, she is pale, pale blue, uh, um, almost crystalline white when the light hits it just right and translucent um, with uh, scars up uh, dark, dark blue scars up around her finger. Her fingertips are almost totally dark blue and and just these uh, that run up her arms to about here in, in uh, little almost lightning-esque patterns from where uh, the fire magic that she so often does has melted away and then her skin has refrozen over it over and over and over again. Um, her hair is pure white and just spiked up in the sun. It's it's Pixie's hair. It's just white. Um, and she has adorned it with little, it's got tiny little snowflakes and bits of frost that constantly adorn it. Um, and uh, she's she's quite young and lithe and, uh, and wears... Um, comfortable uh but comfortable but shimmery sort of circus wear um things that look like if she if if uh if she herself were to freeze over it wouldn't get in the way or catch on fire it wouldn't get in the way um things that are meant to move and shift around her as uh as she bends the the two elements that have uh become her either the um bright blue flames that she so often uh that so often take hold of her and sometimes even go to purple and red in times of great distress or the ice and frost. Um, and, uh, and you can see that she is quite, quite sleepy. Um, and she is, uh, she has been reunited with her tiny little, with her tiny little dinosaur buddy who was, who was, who fell asleep in her because he was there, um, who fell asleep in her, in her shoulder and squawks kind of when they wake up pocket dinosaur, like, no, no, sorry. Um, Morning, hey everyone. Did you um sleep? Sleeper? Is it is it time for? Th I was talking to the the one. He was telling me about the festival, and she just starts looking through her pages again. Um, that is her, her preparation. She has been doing is trying to get stories about the place that they are going. If anyone knows song, if anyone knows fairy tales, if anyone knows, because oftentimes the truth will hide in those things. Um, but she doesn't know any other practical way to go about the research. So that is what she has done. Disheveled sort of just melts and refreezes her hair into position a little bit to like fluff it back up and kind of get, kind of get normal and humanish. Well, uh, Genasi-ish again. <laughs> Oh, we gotta get you a bed to sleep in. No, no, it's it's fine. I'm 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 I can handle a few nights on uh, on less than comfortable. Trust, trust. I should I should be able to handle it. I'm fine. I promise. I know, I know but 
Let's get you a cup of coffee at the very least. That I absolutely agree. I can mm. I can do that. No, Katri, you gather, gather yourself. You just woke up. Grizzle totter off to go find coffee for the table. She just follows him, just drifting awkwardly after him. Yep, coffee. He said coffee. I can go find coffee. Are we meeting before we go? Where? Who? Who? Do we need to talk? You, you, you guys are the okay. uh, organizers of your own expedition. You have that feels wrong. Okay. Uh, you have no. Yeah, I mean, the. I assume you have informed the Black King of your intentions. Yeah. Uh, but he has no. You don't have to check in with him. But um, you so guys. Weird. Yeah. Well. Did did we want to leave one of the staff pieces of the staff of Gairon with him? Like keep one with us to see if there is one in the Feywild, but I think we had we had made the agreement that we would give three pieces to him once we were done, instead of just one at a time. Okay. Yeah, so that sounds familiar. We're taking a piece or just the staff? I think that's the part we hadn't figured out yet. If I am not mistaken, you guys collected one piece from Cairdian and one piece from Draconopolis. So uh, that is what you currently have. They are currently combined. You can split them. Um, So, yep. Just what that's partly me making sure I know what accounting for uh, staff of Gyron pieces there are. Just keep them with us, then it's plain as well. Sure, uh, really, there's not much left, I think, to do here. Feels odd not having someone to send us off. So used to being told what to do. Um, Well, wouldn't that be you? In this case, it is your home after all. Are you all ready then? Yeah. I think as ready as we're going to get. I'm still waiting for a breakfast to come out the kitchen. So I need like five minutes. There you go. So we'll (laughs) wait for breakfast. And then we'll go. Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> Muffins, scones. I take a Grizz. What Talith mentions breakfast, Grizz is already like rummaging around in his back, his second backpack that's full of food and pulls it. <laughs> it's like just chewing on something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before I forget, uh, Treasure, let me see that uh, that necklace uh, yours that I gave you a while back. Uh, yeah, and she takes it off. She's been wearing this like jagged kind of obsidian looking necklace and hands it to him. So taking the other necklace that I had gotten, just kind of carefully help weaving those strands into it to kind of turn into just one necklace and just handing it back. So yeah, had the uh, had that little charm made there. It's kind of similar to the one I got. Kind of goes with these and I'll slide you one of the tankards. Drink and look pretty? That sounds great. Well, yeah, aside from drink and look pretty, but these might help out in a bit of a pinch. Oh, and she's just tying the necklace back on. 
Uh, yeah. These things are called uh, amulets of the drunks or drunkards or something like that. So, uh, yeah, if we're kind of in a pinch, just take a good swig while wearing it. And uh, from the way they described it, it's kind of like a chug in a potion. So you're saying the booze will make you feel better. Better than we already do. Yeah. Apparently only works once per day. So still, this is like every frat boy back in Dorian's Dawn's dream. The booze literally makes you feel better. That's what they should do their thesis on. Yeah, let them keep dreaming. And just going to take the tankard, just whisper the command word, and you watch it fill with some dwarven ale. It's like... I'm going to add that to my list of things. Okay. Breakfast is served, and devoured. It is a it is one of those oddly mundane mornings. A sort of meal that belies the day that you all are anticipating having ahead. Um, if you have no further preparations... You gather up, and I believe Saride has the. Uh, I have the cube. You have the cube. Okay. So it's going to allow you to cast Plane Shift. You all gather in the circle, collect hands. Um, per the spell. You and up to eight willing creatures who link hands in a circle are transported to a different plane of existence. You can specify a target destination in general terms, such as City of Brass on the Elemental Plane of Fire. Um, you anticipate appearing near that destination. Um, Alternatively, if you know the sigil sequence for a teleportation circle, uh, you can go to the circle. But I don't know that you do. You would have for um, for was it Care Loraline? Oh, uh, Shay Lorlindar. Yeah, Shay Lorlindar. Uh, but that that city has been overrun. It's a little sandy. Yes. Um. Uh. So, what can I? What do you specify? Can. Well. Can I? Use. Nah. Fuck it. I'm not. I'm going to. What are my options for the Feywild? Like we could just go to the Feywild, which is pretty much where we. We ended up the last time, or I can try to get us close to the front. Um, yeah, so you you can you know um, make me a history check with advantage. Let's let's start with that. Okay. 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 If um, you're not proficient with history, I'll also let you put your uh, proficiency bonus on it. Okay. Um, no, just roll. 
26. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you are very familiar with the um, regions, let's say, of the Feywild. Um, you know that it is sort of divided by season. And in the center of each of the uh, seasons, there is the the court of it is the royal court for that particular season. So, mm-hmm. um, the court of winter is is where the Babs hold uh, residence, right? Um, Court of, of Summer is Titania, and, and you're familiar with, with the rest of them. Um, I believe it's, what is it, Oberon in fall, and who is it in spring? I had somebody. I, mean, I don't I said know it. we ever are. I think I've said I it before. just had some season one panic. Yeah. There, there's I some... heard the Mab, and I went, no! Yeah, the Mab. So... Time, Sparrow! Sorry. There, yes, there are. Um, so, for those of you that were around in season one and participated in any of the Feywild uh, business that was done there, um, you know that there are four seasonal courts. Uh, Titania holds uh, court over the the summer uh, Fey, and the trio of Mabs, uh, Mab that was, is, and will be. Uh, hold uh, resident, hold dominion over the court, uh, over the winter court. Um, and my season one character helped raise the one who was supposed to be the new Mab. That's right. Um, it was her little sister, essentially, and daughter of my first character. Um, and so I was, uh, there's a lot of trauma with that. I just want her to be okay. I want her to be healthy and and great and well adjusted. Don't care about anything else. Fuck. Um. Beyond that, you know that there is. Uh, so the yeah, the fall or autumn court is held over by Oberon, and the spring court. I will try to remember. Uh, and Peggy. And Peggy, yes, it's a gentleman. It is a it is a man. Um, yeah. Is there like minor kings that get married too? Okay. Yes, yeah. Um, I I actually think there was a I might have put like a council or something for the spring court where because it's it's all party all the time. Because uh, that is that's the life of spring, baby. Right, they fucking too much for one person to rule. What's up? Um, so I, I do have an idea that is either a really good or really bad idea. Because yeah. when we were last dipped in in the Feywild, you you scried on the ziggurats themselves. You saw them. Right. If you named the ziggurat as your target destination, are we ready for that? And of course we are. Of course we are. Do we have uh, my, time to not be ready for it? Yeah, because my, my thought is we know that with every one of them that falls, they scatter more sand. 
So going to the front and just adding to that might not necessarily be the best idea. It just depends on whether we want to go to, it was the winter court is where they're making their stand and gathering more information or just attempting to make a direct strike at the heart of the problem. It's just my thought. If you ever, anybody's welcome to chime in. That's a, like I said, either really good or really bad idea. There's not really middle ground there. Yeah, it could be a little bit of both, I suppose. I don't know that we do have the time to spare. Does my god think that's a good idea, Cody? Uh, I don't know. Are you casting something to... Uh, to, to decipher yeah, their, I'm gonna, their favor. Yeah, can I divine intervention? Um, you you can, yeah. Uh, but you so to divine intervention, you can only do it once per week. Uh, right. If and if it succeeds, you will have used it. Just once just to be aware. And it will um, basically would allow your god to cast just a spell of like eighth level or lower for you. Um. And okay. so you can, I think you should, you should have rituals for like, um, wheel or woe, div- divination, like, I mean, yeah, if, if Thosin has it, which he does, I have it too. Yeah. I just, yeah. So I, hold on one second. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm prepared. I said. Some, um, yeah, I mean, none of us can ask our gods if it's a good idea or not, so take your time. Yeah. I mean, you can ask. They, you know, never hurts to ask. Amada holds up the fate cards. Well, if the guy's going to be about an hour, I can uh, ask these. Do we know what the fate cards are? Yeah, he's never explained them to us. That, that timeline doesn't, that's not the timeline we're in? You guys have seen at least one use of them somewhere along the way. Um, so you understand that they have some uh, divination abilities. They do have some ability to sort of read what uh, is or what might be in different in different places. Um, I don't know that they are... Uh, that you wouldn't automatically understand what he's talking about, but he could very easily explain it to you. Okay, but it's not like he holds up the cards and I would slap them out of his hand because no, no, no. Okay. yeah, um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you you have you have had any uh, experiences that are so uh, repulsive that you'd be like, I'd rather die. We'll all burn in okay. hell. No, like it's um, like okay, yeah, that's a that's a reasonable possibility. Okay, then I'm going to um, ritual cast divination. Okay. For ten minutes, and then if you want to do some with the cards, to Cain. Oh, great lords of stone and earth, guide my actions. And Grizz flips a coin. Pixie, call it in the air, or Fable, call it in the air. <laughs> So, uh, listen, I'll be pixie in game. That's fine. <laughs> Basically, am it's fine. She calls heads. Yes, tails. Uh, we uh, should have assigned heads to some. Uh, uh, well, then, then it really doesn't matter which it's, one. 
It's ambiguous. It's ambiguous. The gods of dwarves are mysterious indeed. (laughs) Stars, not today. (laughs) Can't do it. Okay, so. You provide an offering to your deity. Mm -hmm. Um, What sort of offering do you think they would appreciate? Um, uh, uh, Actually, after he tosses the coin, she's going to grab it from him and offer that. Okay. Because it was a fate coin. So now there's only 59 to go. There you go. Keep that one. (laughs) This one belongs to God. He still owes me 60. Okay. It's a rare and valuable artifact. (laughs) One of the four coins of Grizz the Chef. Sounds good. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, now I have three. All right. Yeah. So you provide the offering. What you you can you ask a question. Uh, you ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within seven days, and the your deity will reply truthfully. Uh, with a short phrase, uh, maybe a, a rhyme or an omen, um, something along those lines. So I'm asking, should we go? And when she, so she offers up the coin and then um, pulls string from her staff and starts playing Cat's Cradle with it okay. um, for, for 10 minutes. Um, she, is it better for us to go straight to the ziggurat or should we go to the front first? You, as your hands dance between the strings, you weave in and out these patterns. And your eyes fall to a soft focus as they begin to sort of uh, twist through the strings in, in this hypnotic pattern. You begin to see flashes, visions, um, and you understand them to be to be a metaphorical uh, answer, right? Um, you see, you see a forest thick and overgrown, uh, heavy with underbrush and whose dead uh, saplings and, and leaves from years of, of fall have uh, gathered. The forest floor is heavy with decay, and the rich soil beneath is being choked by the slow withering of of the underbrush you see a spark of lightning a faded 
strike, something unavoidable, that catches the forest floor afire. And you see yourself between the forest and the nearby village. The well and cistern of the village offer water with which to combat the the flames. But simply being at the forest sooner may allow you to direct it in a controlled burn. Although, in one vision, you see yourself burned. The other, more of the forest is destroyed. But not all destruction in this particular metaphor is bad. And thus ends your your divination. What do you guys think? What do you guys want to do? Legitimately, both are are good options. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm torn right now. And I am, I am attempting Same. as a GM to assure you guys have done. You've brought up good points. You have, you have uh, done the divinations. I want to make sure that that is being conveyed. Both are viable options. So please. We've wheeled and woed. Amazing. It's true. Um, it really just depends on how confident are we feeling how quickly do we want to try to put it into this hard and fast or more measured approach I I think hard and fast I think the longer we take to measure, the longer things have to figure out that we're there. And the longer a lot of us... We've all gotten distracted a lot before, and there's no telling if it will happen again. I think fast is best in this case. Treasure, tell Ralph. I think if we go in hard and fast... That will at least give the face some foothold to help, and that'll help be a little more thorough in the background. Because it's one of those, like, if we go slow, and yes, we're more thorough and measured and take care of things, which is smart in the end. But, like was being said, that gives them a bigger chance to react to us. Whereas if we go in hard and fast, even if it's a little scarier... Even if we're risking more in the process, that's something we do got to think about. It does give what few of our allies are still in the Feywild a chance to come back. I think the only real question I have is, do we know what exactly we have to do in there? It's like, is it just one person we got to kill? Is it something we got to steal? Because... I think that's also going to kind of determine... You really think it's just one person who could do that to the entire fucking Feywild? Do you think that an entire plane of existence would bow down to just one man like that? 
I mean, it could be a god. Then that's not just one person we've got to kill. That's a lot more to deal with. I just I feel like with the information we have, the ziggurats are the heart of the problem. And if that's what we're striking at, it's going to be in those, or it's those themselves. They might just be some great artifact of undead power. That's, I think that's what Talroth was trying to get at, is more of what is our end goal once we get there. Is it to destroy the ziggurats? Is it to kill people? Or is it to steal something and remove it from the Feywild? Yeah, because I didn't jump into the Feywild when some of y'all went over last time, and I tried asking questions, but... I don't think that's a thing we're going to know until we get there. Okay. Yeah, I'll say... Whatever, if it's an item, stealing it, like stealing it, but bringing it out of the Feywild is just going to bring the problem here. So it's, this is a question of destruction, killing, more so than taken. If I think, if the front knew what to do, they would have done it. Seems like they haven't been given much of a chance to get their feet under them. to find that information out themselves. All right, then to the ziggurats we go. Okay. Thank you for the raid, hi! Thank you, Mechanized Minion. Welcome, everybody. This is Disasters in Danger. I was just about to put us on a break, but... um... That's okay. I would like the entire chat to try to explain to our raiders everything that has happened so far while we're on break. I think that's hilarious. I I have <laughs> complete faith, faith in, in all of them to be all screamers. of you to to do uh, to do a good screamers impression. We are going to take a quick uh, ten minute break. We're going to be it's uh, nine thirty two by my clock. We'll be back at nine forty five, and right. we are going to pick up with the team to. Uh, plane shifting into the Feywild. Thank you guys for joining us. We're going to be back in just a minute, but but until then, stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. The tune transition freaked me out, and I couldn't find the buttons after that. But I am uh, I'm Cody Stone. This is Disasters in Danger. We're Random Encounter Productions. With me tonight, we have. Pixie, uh, also Chaos Pixie Magic in chat and on here on Twitch, um, playing Fable Frost, the Ace Genasi, Phoenix Soul, Sorcerer, slash Bard. Hi, I'm the monster under your bed, Megan, and I'm playing Serene Landair, the Eldrin Cleric. <laughs> and I'm Andrew, I play Grizz, the Dwarven Kinsai Monk. Hi, I'm Kez, and I play Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Barbarian. And hey all, this is Boz. I am Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Just before the break, our heroes had decided that bold action that this was a time for bold action. This was a moment in which they were going to dive head first into the dangers that await them within the Feywild as a mysterious force known as the Choking Sands, has begun to bury the once vibrant, lush, and magically bold demiplane 
and nothing but dry, cracking death. Saride, you focus on the ziggurats that you had seen in your um, scrying. I would like you to roll me a percentile. Ninety-seven. Okay. You focus your eyes as you grip hands with the rest of your party. You close them, envisioning the pyramids, these ancient stone temples erected. And then the world goes black. The whirling of magic, the planes between the planes, those moments between notes that give shape to everything, wash over you. And then it's the heat, the dry heat that immediately and oppressively begins beating down upon each of your skins. It is... It is at once boiling and ever so slightly cool. To all except Treasure, not only familiar with the climate, but herself a uh, resistant soul when it comes to fire. But for the rest of you, and perhaps it's, um, you immediately begin to sweat, but it is sweat that before it can form or bead on your skin evaporates, leaving you with these odd little tingles, these rushes of sensation that are at best a painless sizzle. It is something that Fable, you're perhaps somewhat familiar with, given your particular nature. As you cast your eyes out across the dunes, soft sand having met your feet. You see reddish brown as far as the eye can see. Rolling dunes of orange sand swept by the wind. Hills being built and demolished 
storms brewing in the distance. Lightning born of pure heat. And in the distance beyond that, amidst the roiling clouds, illuminated by the sparks of electricity, sit three grand pyramids, two clearly smaller, two that are barracks, perhaps, as far as Sarai can remember. They are each stepstone pyramids, atop them gems, and out of them pours a sweeping wind, one that produces the sand, and although you cannot see the bottom of them, you know that in those smaller places, that is where the forces of the choking sands are given birth. You estimate, although the Feywild is famous for caring so little about the estimations of mortals. That you're about five miles away. Best conditions, you'd make it in two hours walking. In these conditions, you suspect four. And if the winds turn against you, could be as many as eight. What would you all like to do? I think we can walk and talk, right? Walk and talk. We all Sorkin work in. Yeah, yeah. Sorkin this. Let's go. Last time we were here, we stayed standing still too long. You begin to stretch out across the sands, leaving not even footprints, divots, as the sands creep up over your ankles with every step. It is more effort than you would care for, but you all are hardy stock and are not so easily dissuaded. What do you discuss as you begin walking? Before we really start talking, I'm just going to kind of reach behind my back to the to the, the staff of Gyron, at least the two shards that we have. Mm-hmm. I'm still attuned to it, so okay. I'm going to use the action to see if there's another shard here. Okay, roll me a percentile. Thirty-seven. 
the odds of there being a, a piece here were very slim to begin with, and it's honestly more of a relief that it's not. If if there was such an artifact, it would have been buried in one of the Fey cities deep beneath the choking sands. So, um, you don't. You don't feel one. Not on this plane. You suspect there may be some portals or something that would lead you back to the Prime Material. And the staff is kind of like, hey, we should go that way. Um, but it is very weak and very vague. And you understand that it it uh, it means there's nothing here. Good to know. I'll at least relay that to everyone else. Good thing to check. Um, you said the, the ziggurats were floating when we saw had seen them, right? Like they're up. That is, yeah, you saw them when when uh, they were floating when you scryed on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you can't see the bottom of them from the distance that you're at, right? So okay. you're see, you're seeing the tops of them. Okay, when we had seen them, how high up had they been? Um. Like t- um, enough for you to see it, like ten feet, maybe maybe okay. twenty. Not like not hundreds of feet in the air. Um, they are the sands pouring out of them are are dropping soldiers essentially onto the ground, um, and so it is close enough for them to have some form of communication back and forth. So okay. a uh, a good a good extension ladder, and you should you should make it just fine. Yeah, just wanted to make sure we weren't. If we had to plan on a way to get up there, um, no, um, you you don't remember it being so. Um, it's not that high. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think as soon as we get there, we're immediately going to have a fight. Like there's. Yep. Not going to be too much in the way of reprieve. So. All right. I think we don't try to fight. Everything, it's focus on getting in, right? Yes. It's hard and fast. Hard and fast. Hard and fast. Right. Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> if I say it, it works, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. If you drink, it works better. But don't drink right now. Yeah, I think. How close oh. do we think it's going to be? <clears throat> close? Like, you said when we get in there, there'll be a fight. I like, think on our way there, it's going to be a fight. <clears throat> if it's I, com- out of character, yeah. asking, oh. should I cast any bolstering things right now, or should we wait a couple of minutes? Because I mean, we're still a couple hours walk away. Making sure. Yeah, yeah. If you, we're on the way, I went, are we going to be attacked oh, by yeah. sandworms right now? If yes, I will, oh. like, cast <laughs> I, shit. I can't tell, so. That's all right. Yeah. Like, the worms I don't I, know about, but I'd, there's nothing. Like, hold, I'd hold that everything yeah. you got until we are within spitting distance. Yep. <laughs> the average spitting distance. I can't spit too far. I think Treasure's got a quite a beat on her. Um, I never spit, so. You guys continue to walk along the dunes. The sands that rush 
through, blow storms that are drenched in the wild magics of the Feywild. These are storms that move massive hills, massive dunes of sand in seconds. They rip through the area at such a speed, in such a way, not even like a hurricane or a tornado, just a, a magical rewriting of the land, or at least the blanket of sand that is covering the land. Or like each of you to roll me a percentile. First roll of the new year. What well, the here on this channel? 98. Okay. 99! I fucking kid you not. I will send, I will show. I. You're good. You're good. Okay. I put them together. It's Just right. making sure that's, yeah. 50. 50. Treasure. I hope I was good. Also 50. Okay. Talroth. 68. So <laughs> close, my dude. That's when you fudge a roll. That's when you jump for the... It's so close. <laughs> well, it's hard to fudge it when D&D Beyond literally oh, is fair. displaying it. Cody, that is a 99, correct? In disaster chat. Nine, zero on the one and nine on the other. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've read those wrong before and I suddenly freaked out. <laughs> it really sucks that we're rolling for wind speed right now. Oh, it definitely does. We're all going to die. I've just killed us, but uh, Screebers is proud of me. I got to level eight with that post. Well, there you go. Tough, tough yeah. to, uh, have to argue with Screebers. Tough to argue with He's Screebers. not on his plane. It's true. It is very true. As you guys are um, moving along, each time the sandstorm runs over you, you hunker down, you gather up. Um, I don't think you have like bivouacking tents or anything like that, but you, with treasure's expertise for living in a, in a desert climate, although I will say, no, that's actually, it, it's close enough. Um, each time the sandstorm rolls over you, you all know that it, there's a good possibility that it will uh, bury you. Um, and there are moments when you fear that it might. The worst one comes about two hours in as the wind hits a fever pitch, a roar that is like listening to the scream of a dragon. You feel it in your chest. You feel it in your bones. 
Your skull vibrates with it. You all gather up. You hunker down. Treasure does her best to hold everyone in place. You shift almost as a group. It doesn't last, but maybe a minute. Your armor, any emblems, anything that was exposed metal that isn't magic of the highest order is pelted. The little grains rip through your clothes, tattering its edges. And then there's the silence. The silence of being buried beneath what you fear. Dozens of feet of sand. You begin to shift and move ever so slightly, knowing that maybe like an avalanche, it'll just collapse in around you. The sand has less structural integrity. It's already, it's already inundated itself through every inch of you. As treasure begins to sort of shift and move and shake off, it's the familiar heat of the sun that is a good omen to her. And she's able to stand up with sort of a, a rushing uh, burst. And within a minute, each of you is pulled from the sand. Covered in it. Colored by it just the impact that it made, both on your clothes, on your skin, on your hair. The grains so fine that they're just embedded in your pores. It's a discomfort. It's an uncomfortable sand. Very fine. Ridiculously fine. There are larger grains, and there are grains that remind you of, of Jalen or Sai. There are grains that remind you of, of beaches, or just the edges of lakes, of ground that's been over-farmed. Uh, but there's something else here. There's something in the sand that, that, like, as you look at your fingers, it's so fine. Your fingers don't quite have the ridges. They don't have those fingerprints that they usually would. And there's something familiar about it. Something you're at least vaguely aware of. You've dug yourselves out and you've continued along your path. You've continued walking. About an hour later, as the sandstorm blows back by, very fast, much lighter this time. But when it's gone by, you find yourselves, slightly frustratingly, 
at the bottom of, of some massive hills. And while it's easier walking down here at the bottom in these valleys, it's also how you were almost buried a few hours ago. And you don't have quite as good a view. Well, normally you wouldn't, except in this particular moment. You see the top of of some sort of fey tower. Sarite almost recognizes it. It has gold and brass um, inlay in this extremely finely crafted sort of um, spiraling top. And you, you barely see it. You just catch the glint of the light. As you guys make your way over, you, you can tell it's the very, very tip of a very high tower. Meg, I'd like you to make a history check. Before you do, um, Fable is going to just reach out very carefully, um, touch her on the arm, and just say, Breathe. We're going to get through it, and I would like to inspire her. Okay. What is your... I'm looking. I haven't used it yet. <laughs> Pretty sure it's First a... time! It's a... Um, it's not on here. There. Uh, it is a, D, a D6. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that, just in case. Okay. Well... Didn't need it, but fuck. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, so 22. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she was trying so hard. She's, she's no focus because I'm pretty sure I know what this is. What do you think it is? Is it home? No. Okay. That's better. No. Yeah. Um, the cities of the Eladrin... Shaylor Lindar and these other places. These are, um, they are wandering cities. They're cities that sometimes fall coterminous with different prime material planes. They shift about the seasons. It's one of the reasons that the Eladrin, uh, unlike other Seely and Unseely, don't have a permanent season. They are people for all seasons. This. You, you sort of dust it off and it is it's about this big around and the way it catches the light you look up and you can see the sun is directly overhead you sort of squint your eyes and you think back you've been to this city maybe once or twice uh, your father traveled a lot you sometimes would accompany him. Um, and you never thought you would be this close to the top of this tower. In the center of the city of the Summer Court, there was Titania's Tower. 
it stood taller than any structure in the Feywild. A seat of power of such glory that it would be visible from anywhere within the summer season. It reflected the sun in such a way that it was the Tower of the Second Dawn. The sun never set in the summer, obviously. And here, you're standing in sand several hundred feet above the Feywild you once knew. This weather vane, this lightning rod atop her tower, being all that remains of the city of the Summer Court. The Choking Sands began here, just outside her domain. She has a, a moment when she realizes and finds it, and she's like giggling, um, remembering being there when she was a kid, or a kid, um, when she was younger, and then she just starts crying. No one can tell. The additional sobs that you have, the tears barely make it past your eye ducts onto your cheeks before the burning heat has caused them to evaporate. The little bit of salt that remains begins to line the underlie of your eyes in sort of this crystalline white scratches as you go to wipe it away. How far are we from the ziggurats now? A mile or two. I mean, you, you're, you're maybe an hour away. Okay. You guys have traveled about three hours. You're, yeah, you're maybe an hour away. Okay. If the dunes move out of your way, you should have a clear vision of, of the ziggurats. Sarai, it's as you are cleaning the tear, the salt of the tears out from underneath your eyes that you look at your hands, sort of rub them together. The salt of your tears is far coarser than the sand. The sand is far coarser than what's choking your pores. Uh-huh. But it reminds you. It reminds you of another time that was extremely hot. A funeral pyres. It reminds you of the cremated ashes that would fill the air following funeral pyres. 
it's not, it's not just sand. It's the burnt remains of the dead. Oh. Okay. Um. Fuck. Um. She. She kind of gags a little bit, but she doesn't have enough, um, like moisture in her to vomit. Um. She double wraps the scarf around her mouth and nose, and um. So, just keeps going towards the stupid, stupid cigarette. Okay. You all are getting close now. You know around the next dune or two, you have the potential to run into, start running into patrols. Uh, are there any precautions or further measures you guys would like? You don't suspect you'll be in a fight within like a minute. But spells that last between 10 minutes and an hour, that's about the, the distance you, you are estimating you are at. Go ahead. Yes, actually. Um, she looks at Saride quite obviously someone who belongs here more than any other of the rest of us. She's, are you going to be in danger if someone from them sees you specifically? Are you at more risk than the rest of us because you're of the Feywild? I don't know. Would you mind if I hide you just in case for right now? She pulls, she holds up the, because Sarag knows the spells it has, she holds up the sitar. That means I can't do anything. Unless you have to, but at the very least, you'll I, be I able to... I can't cast. You can't what? I can't cast if I'm invisible. No, I know. It would be a... It would be a... Just if the if the guards don't touch us, if anybody... If we're able to sneak past without without anyone caring, great. It was just like a, a, a last ditch to, to keep you protected kind of thing. Oh, oh. Like, as we I, just walk. Like, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. I do. Save it. Okay. I am going to um, reach up to the, the string off my staff and um, catch Cradle for a hot second and cast Bless at third level. So everybody blessed. Okay. No, I'm that? not, because that's up to a minute. I'm going to wait a little bit, but eventually uh, everyone when, will be blessed. When it happens, what does that do for us again? It gives you, a, I think, just a d4. Yeah. What I thought. But you can add it to attack rolls and saving throws. Cool, cool. Okay. So, so, so I'm holding that for the minute. Fuckers show up. I think from this point forward, we probably want to try to move stealthily, right? Please. The best of our abilities. As opposed to, I mean, we're stumbling through. I'm not going to tell them what this is. <laughs> we're stumbling through 
sand. It's the closer we can get without being spotted. I just no. imagine us sinking into the sand with bamboo. Uh... <laughs> it would take a very long time, but we could breathe and just. Gross. But shifting sands is people. We don't know that yet. Thank <laughs> you, Megan, for the demonstration. You're welcome. All I, all I pictured was at least half of us. I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, sand spiders burying themselves. <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to thank Cody for adding to my already existing phobia of being buried alive. Now making it being buried alive by other dead people. That's a new, that's some new layers to this particular brand of fucking drama. Make <laughs> stealth checks. Yeah, my hood would be going up. I figured you were gone. <laughs> Taroth went home. Hey, Taroth is clean in a bath. Sipping a whiskey. Talroth rolled two natural tubes. Grizz rolled a natural two. I got a ten total. Uh, But also, Pixie has fuzzy pink dice on D&D Beyond. They roll better than the potion bottles, and they're cute. (laughs) I love the fuzzy pink dice. I'm using those, too. (laughs) I use my metal dice that I got using a code with a particular... Hey. Who, who was that? Was 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 that, that was Norse Foundry? Norse Foundry. What was that code? I can't remember. It's in chat. It's in chat. It's just rep RPG. It's, 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 yeah, you're good. It's, <laughs> all right, I used it. Uh, all right. You know, uh, Co- Cody, just for my own sanity, I just want to see what I would have rolled if I'd rolled physical. Sure, 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 sure. That's fine. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. yeah I, I rolled a natural two for a 10. For a 10. I got two 10s. Uh, Tal Roth oh, and Treasure. Yeah, 15. 15? With his. Okay. He had a 15 with his two. Okay, Tyroth had a 15? Yeah. Okay, cool. Treasure? I not 20. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> She's home. I can mean, kind of see Tyroth. Where's Treasure? Where's Treasure? She's she buried herself in, in the sand. sand. <laughs> Did you not hear? Sand spider. She told us, Megan. Sand spider. Man, those of you listening on the podcast are really missing out on some fucking choice visual representations. Listen. You all in chat better be clipping the shit out of this. Well, yeah. Mime's the first thing they teach you in acting school. <laughs> I went to the wrong acting school. <laughs> you guys are rounding nine. Rounding the corner of the dune. Uh, and you can you are close you know you're close now. You can hear the waterfall sounds of uh sandfall sounds. Uh like uh, sort of like a rain stick, but gentler. Um you, you can hear the shifting of it. It is, you are that close within range. Um, around here, the hills and dunes are um, very peak and valley. And you notice that it is, it is partly because the ziggurats are moving. They move very, very slowly. Um, we're talking like feet an hour you can walk at a steady pace to keep up with them. Like they're not moving fast, but where they, that's, that's how they are. Very tall peaks. They sort of stop and then they lurch forward and stop. And amongst those, uh, sounds, you hear galloping of hooves, 
um, and you all sort of split. Uh, do you uh, well? Here's a question: Do you guys split the party and like create like one on the left, one on the right, or along this like valley, or do you all go to say the right? Thinking feels like it might actually be a good idea here. We're all so slow; we're gonna keep tripping over each other if we stay in a pod. Okay. Um, There's sand. Yeah. Okay. So you guys, uh, you guys spread out and and head to the different sides. Uh, treasure being very well hidden. Um, and around the corner, galloping, sort of dragging the wind behind it, is this horse, two horses, centaurs, maybe. Um, one of them is definitely a horse carrying a sort of mummified uh, priest, but not completely wrapped. You can see his face, and you can see his skin beneath. He is not dead, uh, this priest. Um, or if he is, he is very well preserved, dead. Like, he has some, some liquid in him. Um, but he is wrapped. He is mummy-wrapped. And that is sort of the only clothing um, he is he is wearing. The other creature, it is shifting between a horse and rider and a centaur sort of shape. And it is made mostly of sand uh, that is just sort of given, uh, given shape in this weird sort of way. Beneath it, you can see the bandages, the mummified bandages that are just barely holding it together. And as you guys are preparing perhaps for the ambush to see if you are seen, it becomes very clear just as they round the corner that they see uh, everybody Everyone but treasure. Everyone but treasure. Everyone but treasure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just looking at the passive perception, like I'm not, I don't have to roll. They see everybody but treasure. Um, let's flip for initiative. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> let's have to do it. That's hey, Cody, while we're flipping, do you want to explain to the new kids um, and while I find my cards what flipping for initiative is? Yeah, so we use a house rule here um, that I picked up from... Deadlands? Uh, Deadlands is part of it. It's Savage Worlds, ultimately. And it is a, it's a rapid um, initiative system. So basically, you flip a card. We go from ace down. Uh, you remove cards equal to your mo uh, dex modifier. It is something that can be cheesed and broken, but it does pretty well for us, and it lets us sort of change things up. Because we flip every round a new one instead of yes. like, which is a nice. It keeps you more interested. If your if your players are ever struggling to focus during a fight, I highly recommend this system of initiative because yeah. you never know if you're going to go early or late one round to the next. Like it's it, it's fucking great. It forces people to really pay attention. Oh, queen! Oh, speaking uh, of going early. Yes. Yeah, so we, uh, I have a queen as well. Tauroth, what did you flip? find out mute uh queen also queen okay so Tauroth is going to go first uh then the bad guys then everybody else um that i had held action okay yes bless so that's fine yeah you can you can go ahead and cast bless um okay. just as you're you're flipping for initiative and uh, so everybody gains the benefits of the d4s Tauroth, you are up you can you're about uh, let's say 90 feet 
from these from these horse riders. Um, one of them is very clearly undead. The other one is not undead yet. Um, but looks like he's ready for it. He's ready to be undead. Dude. It's good to oh, be Oh, so prepared. he's a millennial. Got it. Well. Uh, yeah, they're all still a little too far away for me to do anything, and, uh, is it possible to just delay my turn to let other people go first? You can hold an action. You can't delay your entire turn. What is it you're trying to, to do? Uh, basically, this is one of the few times I was hoping not to go first. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, there's really nothing that I can do at the moment. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I literally have nothing right now just because of distance and being caught off guard. Okay. Uh, so, do you do you draw any weapons or, or perform any? Is there anything you can do to prepare yourself for next turn? Only thing I would probably do is just have my hand on the double-bladed just in case, but okay. since I'm not sure if they saw me or who they're coming to first or anything like that, I'm just reacting. Okay, good. You, you want to take the dodge action? Dodge action. I keep forgetting about that one. It's a, it's a good old standby. Um, and so uh, Can I try to hide again? Yeah, you're you're a rogue as a bonus. You have to break line of sight, so you'd have to Dig yourself into the sand. If you want to do that, sure. Sure. So I'll just try to I'll try to move, not like towards treasure, but close to her. Okay. And try to hide. Okay. Um, let's make it a flat roll because you are in clear line of sight as you are, and there's not like something to jump behind. So let's make it a flat roll. Disadvantage plus advantage. There you mm -hmm. go. All right, so good thing I did not see what those dice were. So that is going to be a 24. Okay, yeah. Um, they see you sort of shift behind a dune, so they know vaguely where you're at, but they don't know the exact place. Um, bad guys are up now, and the... Yes... Let's put the centaur mummy up first, coalescing into shape. This mummified. You said mummy. I heard mommy. mommy Did anyone else hear same. centaur mummy? And now she's really hot in my head. <laughs> well, it's true. All mummies like, are. Here's Anthony Centaur. Um, if anybody's a fan of those books. So the centaur mummy is. Uh, is going to come charging in at uh, the next closest person, which is going to be Fable. Um, so as it it is traveling at least 20 feet in a straight line, you notice that uh, the sand is difficult terrain for you guys. It's not difficult terrain for them. Um, so Of course! It comes rushing in and is going to... How do I do this again? Um, is going to, out of the sand, manifest this sharp pike uh, that it rears up and tries to drop its hooves and the pike into Fable. 
Um, so that is going to be a uh, 18. Oh, excuse me. They're both they're both natural 18. So they're both 26 to hit. So they're both going to hit. 18 would have hit. Yeah. Um, so that is up first eight points of piercing damage. And... Nine points of bludgeoning damage plus me. Uh, seven additional points for being charged. So we have to 17 on that attack and necrotic damage. Uh, another 12 points of necrotic damage. 29 points of damage on the second, um, second hit. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Of course you do. That's 15? 15 is successful. Plus four? Okay, that's, okay, good. I didn't need Yes. Um, that's good. You can feel this curse of rot begin to sort of wash across your iced skin, and then it your iced skin sort of hardens, and it, it breaks part of the ice off um, as though the the frozen water of your skin itself was being corrupted and, and breaks. Um, <clears throat> after the mummy comes the priest. Fuck. It looks about and in a in a tongue that is similar to Sylvan but distinctly different uh, speaks an incantation. And you all feel the dunes shift beneath your feet as four mummies coalesce out of the sands themselves. Um, the mummies are going to attack. Uh, two of them are going to attack Sarai. Two of them are going to attack Grizz. So... Um, one attack for each of you, because mummies, regular mummies are actually not terribly strong. So ride, that is an 11 to hit. Pretty sure that misses. This. Uh, Grizz, that is a 23 to hit. 23 hits. Okay. Um, so that is going to be... Ooh. Uh, 14 bludgeoning plus... These guys hate you. Uh, 13 points of necrotic damage, and I need you to make a con save. Okay. Uh, natural 20 on the constitution save. Great. Yes. You you fight off the uh, mummifying rot. Uh, right. and I don't know if it matters. I am uh, immune to disease. Not a disease. Okay. Just wanted to double check. Thank, thank you for letting me know. Not a disease. Uh, that is it for the bad guys. Um, oh, if I can use my reaction with retorter, what I did when a creature deals, or, uh, yeah, because they're damage to me. Yeah, because they're twins. I'm gonna let you whenever you use that ability once per turn as your reaction. You can attack with both of them. Okay, that's uh, first attack is a twenty-six hits. Second is a twenty-eight hits. Er, yeah, 28. Uh, 
then. What is this? D8. Uh, just eight points of damage on the first one, and it's okay. done as dual wielding, right? So I don't have the dual wielder. Um, it doesn't. So it just be it doesn't really cluster. matter for like usually it doesn't matter for monks because you can use your knees and elbows and head and all the rest mm-hmm. of that. Um, so I'm not going to penalize you on the axes. So okay, yeah, right, they are magic so axes. It is meant to be. Okay. Eight and nine. Total of 17. Yep. Okay, and that's with the plus threes and everything? Yes, it is. Awesome. Um, so that is it. Uh, I believe it is Fable. Fable, who is dumb and forgot to cast Mantle of Flame before we started, and we'll do it now. Um, um, so, try it again, pony girl. Um, it is female now in my head. <laughs> So, you know, um, uh, so, uh, that was my bonus action is mantle of flame. And now I'm going to try to hit it with fire. Um, yeah, fucking yes. Uh, hey, can I get more than one of them in a line? Yeah. All right. I'd like to please. Um, 30 foot with, uh, with Agazar's scorcher. Okay. Agonazar's Scorcher. I would like to. A line of roaring flame, 30 feet long and 5 feet wide, emanates from you in a direction you choose. Each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Two dex saves coming Two. up. Do you want to help out Grizz or Saride? I'm going to help Saride. She's, okay. uh, to be quite honest, the one who needs to get us through here. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, natural 20 and a 19, uh, but they have... Oh, these guys do not have negatives on their dexes. Uh, one of them does. So eighteen is the lowest. They both they both succeed. They'll take half damage. But okay. fuzzy dice make fuzzy noises. All right. Oh, sorry, that made me smile. Um, so that is going to be eleven plus 12, 13, 14 fire damage. And it uh, did you half it or is that the total? That's the total. Actually, the- I get to roll re-roll one of those uh, or treat it as a two. Hold on, it's been a minute since we've done this. Um, my fire stuff allows me to. Do things. Um, I saw elemental adapt. Okay, so that was twelve. So half is six. Six. Um, they take the full amount. They are vulnerable yes. to twelve to fire. <laughs> twelve. So I'll take it, and uh, that's it. That's 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 her turn. Okay. After Saride, we've got. I'm Fable. Sorry, after Fable, we've got Sarai, Treasure, or Grizz. Who's up? Um, I think I had a Jack. Go for it. Yeah, two. Uh, which one am I closest to? I will say you're probably closest to Sarai. Okay. Uh, and, of course, whatever's attacking her. Yes. So, Treasure's essentially going to, from under the sand kind of shifted a little to get her rage going. Okay. Then burst out of the sand, like some kind of fire ridden, like sand shark. Nice. Yeah. And just, I will turn your ass to glass. (laughs) And she's going to go for her attacks. Go for it. Let's do it. Let me actually get my little wild rage going. There we go. And, uh, got to roll first for that D eight of whatever, Mm-hmm. We're gonna do here. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it is a six. What does six do again? It is... Uh, I'm surrounded by multicolored protective lights that give me a plus one to AC, and everybody within 10 feet of me gain the same bonus. Okay, sounds good. And uh, so I guess, I don't know if Sarai's within 10 feet of me, but fantastic. She will be after your attacks. Yeah, she'll be within 10 feet. Absolutely. And uh, let's go ahead and do my two attacks. They are reckless. Okay. Uh. Let's see, a 13 plus 12 is the higher one. So that'd be a 25. The lower one is a 22. Both hit. Okay. Uh, But I just have to check if they both hit for that effect. And then the second attack, uh, that is a 23. And the lower of the two would be a 17. Both hit. Okay, so now I'm just going to do my D12 damage plus 11 plus D12 for each of those. Okay. I'm not going to pull that aside. I'm just going to roll it here. That's fine. Uh, 21 for the first attack. Okay. Uh, one second. Stop, stop, stop. It's doing a weird thing for me. Okay. Um, can you separate out the fire damage on these? Uh, yes, I'm not rolling these with the fire damage. I'm okay. doing the fire damage as a separate roll. Great. Sounds good. So that's 20 for the second one. And now I'll do the fire damage separately for each of those. Okay. Uh, the fire damage for the first one is eight. And for the second one is just one. Uh, yeah. Ex- almost exactly what you needed uh, with two massive swings of the blood burner axe. Uh, the mummy that had uh, attempted to... Uh, attack Saride uh, just sort of burns away and the wind catches the bandages and you watch as they turn into a blackened ash and the dust of which just sort of bursts over Treasure's face uh, covering her like a like a Victorian chimney sweep. Uh, I believe that's everything for Treasure. Uh, Grizz or Saride? Um, yeah, I'll bonus action, healing word, Fabel. Okay. Um, let's do... Because you got wrecked, didn't you? Let's do a third level. Hey, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Love to. How do I do that? Are you casting it um, out of your staff or out of your spell? Out of, out of my hot little hands. Okay. Okay, I just couldn't find the spell for some stupid reason. Um, so, 11. Okay. So healing. Thank you. And then as an action, I'm casting Sacred Flame at the priest. Okay. So uh, make a deck save. Deck save from the priest is a 12. Fuck you. All right. I get to hit him. All right. That's like a good fuck you. I gotta be more. Discerning? I guess. Um, so that's a 17 radiant. 17 points of radiant damage. Nice. I believe and that I is. will move if I have to to get within um, the the twinkly lights that make me harder to hit. 
Okay. No, yeah. You're within 10 feet of, of treasure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, all right. I believe that is everything for us to ride. Grizz. Okay, so we got the two mummies on me. How far is the priest from me? Uh, the priest has... So the, both the priest and the centaur on their turn did move closer to you guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say the priest is probably at 40 feet right now. Um, now, real quick, uh, one of the mummies is in melee. The other one, uh, the second mummy that he summoned for both Saride and for Grizz had to spend their mm-hmm. turn moving to get in melee. So they didn't, they okay. didn't get their attack. Um, but go ahead, Grizz. Okay, uh, I'm going to make one attack at the mummy that is on me. Okay. That is 27 to hit. Yeah, absolutely. That eight plus so fifteen points of damage to that one. Okay. Um and I'm gonna make that a stunning strike. Okay. Which it makes a, go, Con- a constitution saving throw. Uh that is a five total. Okay, so it's stunned. Um I'm going to bonus action step of the wind where it's difficult terrain. To close the difference on distance on the priest. Okay. Uh, as um, as you lay in the stunned uh, stunning strike bestows the stunned condition. The stunned condition mm-hmm. makes the target paralyzed. Mummies are immune to paralyzed. Have okay. I, have I have I covered that? Are they correctly? Oh yes, I think so. That's a. Uh, it, okay. it, that's one of it's, those things. It's not just incapacitated? Uh, I'm double-checking the actual wording of the stunned condition. Yeah. That's if one I, if that, he gets an attack of opportunity, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, this is also me trying to let you know. Sun creature is incapacitated. Okay, so that's fine. He is, inc- okay. he is incapacitated. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he, he does not get the attack. Perfect. Oh, and I have I have the mobile feet anyway. So. Great. Well... Why am I checking rules? It's good to know. (laughs) I I just looked over and I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, Make my second attack against the priest. Okay. Which is a 26. Uh, Yeah, absolutely hits. And then I have uh, to spend two more key points. One for death strike, which makes this attack deal an extra D8, and then one for another stunning strike. Okay. Uh, well, two twos. So 11 points of damage from that one. Okay. Uh, and then I use my bonus action to step of the wind. Yep. And yeah, that's all I've got. So the con save on the second stunning strike is a 13. 13 fails. It's DC 17. Okay. Good to know. So it. Uh, so he is stunned and you dealt how many points of damage to him? Uh, 11. 11 points of damage, absolutely. Okay, yeah, he's he's looking almost bloodied. Uh, the mummy you left behind is barely holding itself together. And I believe that is everything. Uh, new round. Uh, king. Bad guy's on a king. Anybody higher than a king? Okay. Got a five again. Sounds good. The... Um, second mummy that was heading towards the ride uh, averts its uh, its stylings shifts over to 
treasure and is going to um, make a attack. Actually, it's going to start with its. It's going to light up its eyes, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. It is against frightened. If that impacts what you get to roll. I'm checking because I don't know if with blood burner I'm allowed to be frightened. I don't think it would. It, it doesn't. Yeah, you can be. If you can okay. as a barbarian, you can be. Okay, just making sure. I know some barbarians can't be. So. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, that is a total seventeen. Yeah, you save. So no ordinary mummy, if it ever tries to do this to you for the next twenty-four hours can uh, affect you with its dreadful gaze. Okay. Okay. Uh, centaur mummies, mummy lords, higher level mummies can. But regular mummies, no. Um, Alright, rotting fist. Uh, 17? Just hits. Okay, that is going to be... I have to separate out the bludgeoning for you. Yes, uh, because I have resistance to bludgeoning. That is correct. 8 down to 4 points of bludgeoning damage. Plus 10 points of necrotic damage. And I need you to make the con save. Is the con save against poison? No. Okay. You have a D4 to saves. Thank you very much, Thread, because I could probably use that. I said con, right? Yep. Okay, so that is... 9 plus 7 for a 16. Yeah, you save. So, again, the rotting fist of the mummy begins to corrupt your flesh uh, ever so lightly, but your natural hardiness forces it off and away. Um, so that is the one mummy left for Saride. And we've got one stunned mummy on... Grizz, that is no longer stunned now. One stunned uh, priest, no longer stunned. Uh, Grizz's second mummy chases him down and is going to make a rotting fist attack. That's a natural two. That's going to miss. And then mummy centaur, still hanging out with Fable is going to use the Dreadful Gaze and follow up with its Pike attack. So, up first, need the Wisdom saving throw against being frightened. Mm. Also, uh, Wisdom saves are in advance. No, they're not. You just have a d4. Thank you, a d4. I will, I will take that d4. What was the dc? Do we know the dc? You don't. Okay. That was a 15 uh, plus fuzzy 16 16 saves. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yep. Um, you are immune to centaur and regular mummy. Dreadful gazes. Um, and right. Hit me. Pike attack. Uh, yeah, 15 plus 8 for a 23 is Definitely going hits. to hit. Him uh, going to take fire damage, though. Yep. Yep. Uh, 11 points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, and then he is going to take... Uh, you uh three um three fire damage please okay so yeah he ta- so that doubles up to six yeah okay um okay and i look at him as if to say do it again adaria 
Like every time he hits me, it's going to happen now. He don't care. He'll he's ready to burn. All right, that is it for the Again, bad guys. I know. Uh, up next, uh, King, Queen, Jack, Ten, Jack, Jack. There we go. All right. So now that these guys decided to rush up closer, and there's one on treasure. Yes. And I was close enough to treasure before, so easy, easy enough. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go back her up. Okay. So just pop out and let's take a pot shot at this guy. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing I don't have an advantage on the attack. He hasn't just seen you are hidden. I'm going to give you advantage. He hadn't seen you. So yeah, go for All it. All right. All right. So 25 to hit easily. Yes. That's so let's get the damage rolling here. So 11 slashing with 13 sneak attack for 24, three lightning, and hmm. yeah, I'll actually take my second attack on him real quick. Go for it. Total 20. Yeah. And that's another nine damage. Okay. And uh, I'm actually going to use the Gathered Swarm ability to try to push him away from Treasure and I. Okay. So he needs to make a DC 15 strength save. Fails. Yeah, just the first swipe just behind the legs. The second swipe's kind of hooked to the back of the head. And then the wind just sends him 15 feet away from us. Yeah, he goes skidding across the sands. You think it would leave the, the line of feet but it actually just leaves more sand wherever his legs have been. And then it sort of rushes back up into him. He is barely holding it together. Uh, another good hit like the first one, and he is out. Um, after the jack, 10, 9. Go for it, treasure. All right. So with him just being pushed a few feet away from us, I'm going to bum rush him and just swing like a batter. Absolutely. For the fences. Let's do it. Reckless again. Uh, ooh, natural 18. Okay. The other one's a 15. Both hit. And second attack. Uh, that one is cocked. There we go. Uh, one is a... Let me get to my thing. That's going to be a 17. Yeah. And unfortunately, the other one I think I missed. It's going to be a total 15. Hits. Both hit. Oh, okay. Mummies are extremely easy to hit. Okay. <laughs> Not quite zombie easy, but they're very easy. I'm going to roll the damage for you first and then roll the fire separate. Uh, roll me. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to roll me one hit with fire. Because uh, okay. that's probably going to gonna kill this thing. And then we can roll your next hit onto something else. Okay, so that's the 23, and then the fire was 7. Yeah, that's, yeah, easily out. 
That first mummy, as you come charging in, the first big strike cleaves through it just as the sand was beginning to reconstitute it, and then the bandages burst. The magic of them uh, once more turning into that blackened ash that the wind catches and rushes up into the sky, almost creating a, a cloud. But if you weren't in the center of, uh, of summer, the embodiment of the summer season might cover the sun, but not here. You come following up. You have a choice now. Um, you're a barbarian. You got some extra speed. You guys are relatively close together. Um, who do you want to help? Uh, Fable? Or Grizz? Uh, Grizz is a little hardier, so I'm going to go after helping Fable. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you make it over to Fable. You're, you hit everything is the same. Um, the Centaur Mummy is slightly harder to hit, but 15 on your lowest is still good. So go ahead and roll me the damage on the second attack. That's going to be 22 for the non-fire, and okay. the fire is... Wow, 12. Nice. Yeah, as a, a big flaming axe. Burn them. Teach them the ways of the flame. You hear blood burner growling in your ear. Uh, the centaur mummy is still up, but barely. Just barely. Um, after Fable 10, 9. Er, okay. Sorry, not Fable. Treasure. Saride is a 9. We have our initiative in the chat, Cody. We're, we're good. <laughs> we know where we're going. You're, you can breathe. I was trying to, trying to let you relax a little so you didn't have to race the rest of All right. It's all right. I, I, feel, I feel so bad. Sorry, Grizz. Um, I'm going to heal Fable again. I keep getting fucked. Like, it's... it's. Oh, I feel you, like he should be fine with this. You are slightly squishier. He's a squishy than I am. Yeah. He's hey, a I see who your favorite is. She doesn't owe me any money. Um, <laughs> so. I'm just holding a family heirloom. Uh, That's why. Right. I'm fine. Um, we'll do second level healing word again. Okay. Oh, big Jesus. Okay, nine. And then the priest is still up, you said? The priest is still up, uh, and uh, priest centaur two mummies. I need the priest on because you can bring me bring in more. Um, deck save for the priest, please. Was that a sentence? Did I just have a stroke? Um, <laughs> fourteen total. Nope. Uh, so he is going to take. Oh hell yeah, twenty-one points of radiant damage. All right. He is. Uh, he is still up, but he is not doing great. Uh. Who's up next? Fable. Fable, yep. Um, so uh, Fable is going to just uh, also wail. She said he's not looking great. Yeah. That I'm going to firebolt actually, um, because if I if I, I can I can use my bracers to do it twice. You are so, okay. You are within melee though, so you will do them at disadvantage, or you um, can or you can step back and he'll try to hit you. I'll take it at disadvantage. That's fine. Okay. Um, at this, like, I'm just trying to down this guy and then yeah. hit the other one. Um, so uh, that is uh, fucking terrible. Plus four. Uh, plus any four. Plus any four. Plus any four. Plus any four. So 14 is the Hits. lowest of the two. Great. Amazing. So that is 3d10 of fire damage to this priest. 
Um, plus the one to, is a two, so that's nine, 10, 11, 12. That's to the centaur. To the centaur, 12. So whoever's in front of it, yes, 12. Tw- 12 fire damage to the centaur. It is vulnerable. Yeah. Does double. That is enough to yes. uh, to burn the centaur. The sands fall out of the mummified wrappings. They turn from that holy, once holy perhaps, white into the corrupted black, and the burst of ash washes over your skin. You are chimney sweeped. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm going to use the bracers um, to do it again. Okay. Um, I'm going to now at the pri- now I can hit the priest. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Not a disadvantage. Not with him. a disadvantage. Um, that is a a fourteen to hit. Fourteen against the priest is exactly what you. Oh thank God! Okay, that's so much damage. 26 fire damage. <laughs> Smoke his ass. That is enough. Uh, on the priest, it the bolt screams past Grizz, singes into the the priest. Um, and his body uh, begins to sort of burn. You you see, he is not made of sand it begins to rapidly dry out and sort of decay into what you might think a normal mummy would, would look like. If he falls, impacts into the sand. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else, Fable? That's action, bonus action. I think that's it. Uh, can I start moving forward? I don't need to fucking move. I'm a sorcerer. I have range for days. I stay where I am. Great. <laughs> uh, who's next? That's me. Okay. So the priest on the ground. Well, turning back to the mummy. Your lucky day. Lay into it. All right. That is a uh, 12, 23 on the first hit. It's roll both yeah. hits. And a 30 on the second hit. Both hit. Uh, first attack, 14 points of damage. Okay. Second attack. Uh, 11. Uh, going... Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to use a key point to Flurry of Blows. Cool. Should I drop that key point now? There's two more attacks. Uh, natural 20. All right. So that one deals... 13, 17 points of damage. Okay. And second unarmed attack is a 20, 32 for five more points of damage. Okay. Uh, that, that, both of your mummies are barely alive. Um, you had stunned one and walked away from it. The other one chased you down. Um, so they, they are both just on their last legs. Um, I think that's all of you guys. Everybody's gone, right? New round? Mm-hmm. New round. New round. Uh, bad guys are on a nine. I think queen with that's treasure. Yeah. Well, for me, or a queen, I guess. Okay, queen. Uh, two queens. I think the monk has the higher decks, so let's go with the monk. All right. Uh, punch the mummy that's in front of me again. Yeah, let's do it. Punching mummies. Punching mummies all day. Punching mummies all 
balanced, uh, but uh, 11, 22, uh, 24. Okay. That one. Ouch. Oh, 24 to yeah. hit? 24 to hit. Deal damage uh, on the first you, one. Uh, 11 points of damage. Exactly what you needed. Yeah. And I guess run back to the other one. Yep. That I'd left behind. Um, which, how far away is he? I have a speed of 55. Oh, he's, he's 10 feet away. He was oh, chasing. He, he was coming towards okay. you. You had just oh, gotten perfect. far away from him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he was okay. stunned one turn. So, yeah, you, you like take a skipping sidekick uh, into him. That's another natural 20. Let's hear it. I, <laughs> I rolled really low. Six, uh, 13 points of damage to him. That's showtime. Speedbag this mummy, yo. <laughs> Kick out the knee and just cut up with the axe, cloud bursting it. Absolutely. And it does. Um, Go ahead. Are there any other mummies left? Nope. No? Okay. I have the, a question. Well, one second. The axe comes spinning up through the mummy. Its sand comes catching in the wind and the bandages turn to the ashen silt that is uh, inundating all of uh, all of the sand, all of your skin, your clothes. Uh, another one of you is chimney sweeped as it's like being dragon aged, but um, in uh, black lung capacity. And we all fly in the sun nurse to start singing step in time. Uh, maybe. Um, Sarayad, what was your question? As the as the mummies have been disintegrating, yeah. Um, can I tell if the finer particles of human remain ash, or like of cremation ash, are in them as well? You ponder that for a moment, and you you are watching the cloud um, wash over your friends. And it, it dances in the wind. And then you notice a little bit of a shadow in the sands. And you start to listen. In fact, all of you start to listen. You can hear something. I'd like all of you to make wisdom saving throws. You technically still have the D4. You do. So that's a whole entire six for me. Twenty-eight for me. Twenty-one total. Twenty-seven. Twelve. I love you guys. There within the sands, you begin to hear the whispering tread that cars across the winds. Death that was once forbidden is death that we shall bring. And this chant crawls across your skins. Tauroth, Fable, it chills you to your very core, and you cast your eyes back towards Grizz, ten feet behind him, the priest, 
now on his feet, changed, a little closer to death, the bandages creeping up into a dread hood that whispers the coming days of demise that will someday choke the life from all of you. And that is where we're going to end our adventure for this evening. Cody, you're grounded! <laughs> Question. Um, yes. Do y'all know how late churches are open? <laughs> I'm sure we could find one. Um, okay. okay. I got a couple temples and mosques you could drive past and just sort of step on the ground. Well, I feel like I need some hands-on. Some. Uh, right there with you. Next week, we will pick back up. We can change out party members if we would like to. It is um, the the continued battle with this particular priest, I think, is something that we can finagle if we need to. But um, And Nicholas just shift on the back of my neck, and I freaked out a little bit. I hate it. That level of immersion is not what I signed up for. Um, I don't, uh, so I had the, I had the battle music going, but I, uh, I know the players don't, can't hear it, but I cut it out for the audience just before I started doing the, thank you. The no, I tuned song. in to make sure we could hear your audio levels and it sounded great. Good. Great music choices tonight, by the way. Oh, thank you. I Phenomenal. appreciate that. Um, very excited to, to continue to dig into this and, and some lore of the world. Uh, thank you to all the new viewers. Thank you to everybody that uh, met us over the break. And this is what we do. This is what we love to do. This is what I love to do. And so thank you for hanging out. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed it. And subs um, and purchases and all those things, they go toward keeping this alive. Cody yes. and I both have full-time jobs. Everyone on this channel has some kind of full-time job. We'd like to get to the point where we are all creators and we're all able to make this happen regularly. Absolutely. But um, So those kinds of things go toward making that a reality for us. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Um, so thank you guys so, so much. I think we're going to, are, are we setting up a raid? Um, to, yeah, to, uh, yeah, let's do, um, yes, actually okay. I will, uh, the venture maidens. Oh, I, that means I have to do that. Okay. <laughs> I will type it out for you. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, uh, thank you guys, everybody for being here. Uh, love and appreciate you. We are professionals. We know what we're doing and sure. are prepared to do it. All of the time. <laughs> we have an ending screen for them to wait on now. That's right. Which is nice. uh, all right. So we're going to send you guys to the ending screen. Thank you so, so much for uh, I sent you the message. With us. We will see you next time. But until then, be cool.